Welcome. This is Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Be sure to log on to our website, www.cato.org, for a full archive of our podcast as well as many other audio offerings. North Korea's successful nuclear test on Monday drew international condemnation as policymakers considered how to respond to the crisis. As Washington weighs its options, Cato's Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies, Ted Galen Carpenter, offers his recommendation in today's podcast. Does North Korea's successful nuclear test pose a threat to the United States? It doesn't pose a direct threat or an immediate threat. North Korea has conducted a nuclear test. It has also processed enough plutonium to build as many as seven or eight nuclear weapons. But we don't know for a fact whether they've actually built any weapons yet other than the one it just tested. And beyond that, it still is a good many years away before North Korea could miniaturize its nuclear weapons to place on top of missiles and pose a threat even to its neighbors in the region, much less develop a long-range missile fleet to pose a threat to the United States. That might emerge someday. It's just not an immediate threat. But is it wise to wait until North Korea becomes an existential threat? The United States, if worse comes to worse, can deter North Korea. We've deterred other ugly actors in the international system in the past, including Stalinist Russia in the late 1940s and 1950s, and Maoist China, even China during the Cultural Revolution in the late 1960s and early 1970s. And given the fact we have thousands of nuclear weapons in our arsenal, we can certainly deter a North Korea that at most, even looking a decade from now, might have a dozen or two. That's assuming that North Korea is not a suicidal regime. There's no evidence that North Korea's regime is at all suicidal, but still, we would prefer to have some other option than just relying on deterrence. If North Korea does not possess the capability to attack the United States, then what was the point of what they did yesterday? Was it just a cry for attention? It was partly a cry for attention, but I think there was a broader strategy involved. Years ago, the North Korean leaders seemed to conclude that acquiring a nuclear weapons capability was the one way that their pathetically poor country could gain respect and influence in the international system. They saw that nuclear weapons states are treated very differently from countries that do not possess that capability, particularly countries that have nothing else going for them the way North Korea does. They saw, for example, the way Pakistan was treated Pakistan was regarded as a third-world underachiever and a potential failed state before it conducted its nuclear tests in 1998. Since then, Pakistan is treated very differently. It's treated cautiously. It's treated with respect. It is a player in international affairs. How much of a factor did the standoff with Iran play in North Korea's decision to go ahead with the test? I think that North Korea was upset that the Iranian nuclear issue had managed to push the North Korean nuclear question off the front pages and off the diplomatic agenda for the most part. This is a way of restoring that issue to prominence, and very likely that was a factor in Pyongyang's decision-making. What policy do you recommend Washington follow? Our default position ought to be to rely on deterrence, but I would hope that we would approach China to try to take care of this problem. China is the one country that has real leverage over North Korea. China provides the bulk of North Korea's energy supplies and its food supplies. If Beijing wanted to destabilize Kim Jong-il's regime, it has the capability to do that. China has been reluctant to go down that path, though, 
because it fears completely unraveling the North Korean state and ending up with a united Korea allied with the United States, and that would mean a U.S. troop presence in a country that borders China. What the U.S. ought to do is to reassure China that we will not exploit the situation if China's efforts to pressure Pyongyang lead to the disintegration of the North Korean state, we will have a neutral united Korea, and we will end our alliance with Seoul and withdraw our forces from the peninsula. That would be a very tempting carrot to Beijing, given the fact that Chinese leaders have to be extremely upset with their North Korean client at this point. North Korea ignored China's warnings not to conduct the missile tests back in July, The North Korean government ignored even more pointed Chinese warnings not to conduct this nuclear test. At this point, Beijing must wonder whether preserving this client is really worth it. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to Cato Audio, a dynamic 60-minute monthly recording that brings you inside the Cato Institute for highlights from exceptional one-of-a-kind lectures and events on key issues of the day presented by nationally known scholars, authors, and political leaders. Cato Audio is available on our website as well as on iTunes and audible.com.